Bryce Eddy here with Liberty Station. Um, pretty excited to be here today, although we have a studio audience, I think, for the first time in the sound booth. I think we have 20 people in there watching us do the show. Um, I'm super excited because I get to introduce some friends and yeah. talk to them. Um, so today with us, we've got Lindsey Graham, a.k.a. the Patriot Barbie, Hello. and uh, Brandy Barkley. And uh, you guys are um, some exciting happening people. I know you guys have uh, a few announcements. Uh, before we get to that and we start to kind of launch into all your stories, um, I'm going to depress us okay. just for a second. Well, it's a depressing one. Um, well, you know what? <laughs> I, I think I think I got to call this segment going forward maybe news from the age of discord. Okay. Because I like to let, at least hit one news topic mm -hmm. and then we'll, you know, flow into things that are positive mm -hmm. and uplifting. Okay. Uh, a couple of days ago... Um, and I'll keep this super PG because this is a family show. Um, they caught on a recorded jailhouse phone call um, a California uh, trans child molester um, named Hannah Tubbs gloating over the light sentence um, in their jailhouse you know, phone call and mm -hmm. talking about that. Now, why that's important to us these days is because we have this tremendous pressure going on right now with crime, and this is a, a direct evidence of some of the light sentencing and everything that's happening mm -hmm. with crime uh, countrywide, and some of this is backed by folks like George Soros and those that have been making efforts towards getting DAs in place that are just not enforcing our laws or prosecuting our laws or doing these sort of light sentences with people, and the unfortunate part of that now is the uh, the the enemies of freedom and the the folks that are out there doing these crimes understand that they can get away with things mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. and so yeah, it's yeah. it's super disturbing. Um, now that I've depressed us, though, oh um, let's 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 segue <laughs> into let's segue mm -hmm. into freedom fighters, okay. which yeah. you are both freedom fighters mm -hmm. and have been doing um, the Lord's work in yeah. in pushing back against this kind of terrible, um, a tragic uh, evil that's happening mm -hmm. in our culture. So. Um, I know I know you well, and and it seems like we run into each other all over the country, We're which all is fun. Freedom fighting events. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. To see you there now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and Brandy saying, you're always wearing you know, some snazzy suit. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I, well, I'm wearing yeah, I'm a, like you're really relaxed a snazzy T-shirt today. <laughs> but, um, but let's let's talk real quick because this is sort of a new audience. Let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about your stories uh, individually, and then you know what you guys are are doing collectively to. You you know, yeah. make this to world a better place. Yeah. yeah, try to save the republic. Yeah, yes. Go first, or go for go it. First. Sis. Okay. Yeah, right. she's like, I know you want to. Yeah, <laughs> I, she'll be biting at the bit. Let her go. Oh Love my gosh. It. Okay. Well, um, a lot of people know me now as the Patriot Barbie because it was a name that I was given by the leftist cancel culture. Right. And the only reason I go by that now is to just kind of poke back at him and say, you know, you don't hurt me anymore. So. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason I became any kind of figure at all is because in 2020, I was one of the first Americans to defy lockdowns. I had a 25-chair salon in Salem, Oregon. And at six weeks, you know, it was two weeks to flatten the curve, two more yeah. weeks, two more weeks. At six weeks, my husband and I owned six businesses. We had a newborn and two other kids. We just built a custom home. Um, we, were, we had worked really hard our whole lives, 15 years, for what we had in that time. And we were watching it all kind of flow away slowly with lockdowns because we couldn't pay our bills. We couldn't pay the rents. We weren't getting unemployment. 
Um, not that any of that was something that we wanted anyway. We wanted to be open and work, you know, live the American dream. So at six weeks, um, I said, I'm going to open my salon. I'm going to work. I'm going to let my girls work. And as ironic as this sounds, I actually didn't think it was that big of a deal. I just thought, well, I have a right to do this, and I have a right to work for my family, and, and I'm going to do it. And the news caught wind, and it was a big deal because I was probably like the third in America. And very, very quickly it became national news because they had my governor, which is Democrat Kate Brown, she wanted to make an example out of me, and she did not want me to empower other people to fight back and stand up, because at this point, no one was open. Like, the whole country was still shut down. And so she s stuck all of her state agencies after me, and within, I think it was like 10 days, um, I was told my hair license would be revoked, my business license would be revoked, I was going to be kicked out of my building, I was going to be issued $50,000 a day citations, uh, I was um, threatened with a $70,000 OSHA citation, I, and then I didn't comply with any of that. I stayed open and she sent child protective services to my house and after my kids. Wow. And, um, it just, it was a catalyst in my life. It was, you know, it, it put me, God put me on a whole new journey after that fighting for freedom. And, um, we got cancel cultured so badly that we had to leave Oregon, sell our businesses, close my salon. Um, and we literally ran for our lives to Arizona Land of the Free, where I met Brandy. And since then, God has just been opening doors politically for us and giving me the voice I never knew I had, I never wanted to have, uh, politically, <laughs> <laughs> to fight back against this disgusting anti-freedom, anti-America agenda. So that's my wow. story. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what, one of the things that I think this has revealed to a lot of people, I think we were all under a little bit of a... Um, false notion that we were free mm -hmm. and yet you know our freedoms have been eroded for so long right that you thought hey you know what? i can do this this is my business this is my property you right. know this is this uh, this is my livelihood you know I, all right hey i'm just gonna go open up and do my thing and then you realize how many regulatory agencies actually have power over you how many things we've mm -hmm. sort of surrendered ground to little bit by little bit over the years just just by not paying attention so, mo right. most of it right yeah, yeah. and then and then they can bring the full force of everything against you and that's what they did was just like pile one agency on top of another to, yep. to come after you and and you know show you that oh no you think you're free no no yeah. one little fine by but an you agency are free, that we and what's happening is these bullies because we keep giving up thinking that they have more power than they actually do and not standing up and she, Lindsay did Lindsay did stand up. Yeah. And, you know, they did bully her, but she stood up and said, I'm going to do this. Yes, the fines are still there. Yes, the she's suing, but she's taking action against it. And if more people did that, eventually the bully has to go away because it's too much. Well, and interestingly enough, I just listed all of these things that they threatened me with, right? I did not get a $50,000 a day fine. I did not get my license revoked. I did not get, they threatened me it's over threatens. and over again, and they didn't have the authority to even make those threats, let alone follow through with them. And as I was calling each bluff, they were saying, okay, this isn't gonna work, because you know she's telling the public what we're threatening, and now we can't back that up. It's gonna be very clear in about two weeks here that we didn't have the authority to silence or shut her down. Yeah, there's a lot of like paper tiger stuff going on, mm -hmm. um, and I'm I'm always reminded, and I and I talked about it, um, you know, right at the beginning of this thing um, of the um, Pixar A Bug's Life. 
Okay. Where yeah. where the grasshoppers <laughs> are are talking to you know talking to the leader grasshopper yeah. you know Hopper is talking to his fellow grasshoppers and saying hey if they figure out yeah what we're doing uh, mm-hmm. that the that the ants are more powerful you know together uh-huh. right if they figure out you know as soon as they wake up we're in trouble yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a and it's a fun little is- illustration because you know we we are the ants mm-hmm. you know so to speak in that, and if we all were to defy the paper tiger and say no you know we're not going to do this we're not going to go for this if we all took our masks off if we yep. all did that, and everybody woke up they would have no power at all exactly um, and the the challenge is getting all of these other ants to wake up right. Yeah. And that's why we're doing what that's we're doing. Exactly yeah. what we're doing. So do you want to do you want to yeah, tell, tell your, your story, story and then yeah, uh, let's talk so about So mine is def- you know, different. I didn't expect at all to be a political person at all. I was in aesthetics for 20 years, working in plastic surgery, skincare, all the fluffy things. But in hindsight, I see what God was doing. I was ministering to woman after woman, sometimes up to 8, 10 a day, and really getting past kind of this exterior idea of what we're working on and I was more interested in the heart behind the women and what the Lord showed me about five years ago was a vision of 20 years before that where he told me you're going to speak to a lot of people and it's like you kind of think hear that and go am I just some crazy lunatic narcissist or what but you don't tell very many people that you know I told (laughs) my husband and my mom I always say I always told the people that couldn't break up with me that God had given me this vision so about five years ago, he, I was at an event, and I'm listening to all these boss babes. This was when the motivational world was really a big thing before COVID and all the shutdowns. And I'm at this work event, and the Lord says, it's time to get ready to speak. He had taken my voice away that day. I couldn't network. I had to literally sit in silence, which we all, she knows, is very hard for me. <laughs> and I sat there, and the Lord showed me the vision of 20 years prior where he said, it's time to get ready. So I, it was so profound that I went home and cried to my husband and said, I, I don't know what's happening. But he gave me about nine months to get out of my job. And it became like this, it was a dream job and it became more and more uncomfortable where it was like he was, he was taking it away. I left and I had no idea what he was doing. I mean, I'm at home scrubbing my, car- my carpet going, okay, Lord, now what, you know? And I asked for help. He says, you have not because you asked not. And I asked, send me what I need. Next thing you know, he sends me all of these people. This is, again, before COVID. No idea politics is coming my way. About a year and a half ago, when shutdowns were happening, I had a coaching business at that time because I'd gotten my certification in Christian life coaching and started to coach women from that perspective rather than in my beauty chair. Then, a year and a half ago, my girlfriends are calling. They're depressed. They're at home homeschooling their children, which they never thought they would have to do. They're, you know, they're stressed. They're at home. They're fighting with their spouses, and they're just desperate. And I wanted to get involved. I'm like, I have to take action. I don't know what that looks like, Lord, but I'm going to get involved in church. And he stopped me on a dime. He said, no, I want you to open your home, and I want you to have these women in your home because I love hosting in my home. I'm kind of a taco and margarita girl. And I'm like, he goes, have them in your home and do what you normally do, but bring me into it. Invite me. So I just humbled myself under the spirit. And we would invite the Holy Spirit to my house. And it grew from 15 women to now we're at like three to 400 women in our base of every six weeks meeting. And it's called Power Soul Clubhouse. It's a Power Soul experience where we invite Jesus to this ultimate happy hour. And 
it's a what you would call safe space for like-minded patriotic women, conservative Christian women that feel like they have no voice in the world. They're going to work. They they're they're being told they have to take this poison. They're they're masking all the things and you know, there's a safe space for all the leftists everywhere else. And in the ministry, when I started it, I call it ministry now, at first I was kind of like, okay, God, that almost feels presumptuous that I would call myself that person. But that is what it became. And the beautiful thing that happened was when it's, when you're in this climate, you can't ignore it. And we had to have this conversation. And so I was getting a little pushback from the girls, like, are you going to get political? Like, are you really okay with doing that? Is that godly? Is that nice? Mm -hmm. Is that all, you know? So I took a long walk with God, like I do, and he stopped me at the perfect place, and he said, if they're not for you right now, they're against you. This is not called politics in God's economy. This is called good versus evil. And Lindsay and I were just at a dinner last night where we were with some amazing, amazing patriotic people, and what I heard in my spirit was, the enemy is using everything of this world, just like what you talked about, transgender in prison. Everything of the world, the power of the world, the money of the world, the words of this world, the politics of this world, everything of this world he is using right now. God is above our world. He is above the enemy's tools. He, is, he has swords and angels in the spirit protecting his. Our job is to be the voice of a different level of voice. And so even though I might be having a margarita, mm. <laughs> we're speaking God's we word. are speaking of in a, from a different voice and a different perspective that we have an authority and a power that Jesus died on the cross to give us. And we refuse to live in a, a below that. And I think what's happened in the church that's been very discouraging or, or maybe has, that's why people aren't coming to church. And that's why I love God speak. And I wish it was in Arizona is that we have, the, the, the church has taken the sword out of the mouth and, and, and really hasn't invited the Holy Spirit to move the way God wants to move. It's become a totally different thing. And when we submit ourselves and submit the church and we, we literally say, do what you want with this time. Do what you want. It is unbelievable and He's still the same God that did miracles. He's the same God who wants to give us, who wants to heal, who wants to do, soup, put his super on our natural. And that's why Lindsay and I, with what she's gone through and what I've gone through and what I've seen, I had no idea he was bringing us to this place, but I know it was divine. And I know it's because we're both passionate and it, the boldness comes from the power of him. You know, it's not like we're just, well, we are kind of crazy, but it's, 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 it's a different level. And so my, the ministry, per se, has really grown, and it's because we're just being real. And well, we're, we're meeting them where they are. Well you, you know? well, you don't have to call it a ministry, per se, because it is a ministry. I mean, mm -hmm. what you're doing when you're fellowshipping to people, you're bringing them in, you know, into your home, you, you are ministering them. That is your ministry. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that encouraged me so much during this time, and, you know, there was, you know, really terrible things that happened, you know, over the last couple of years, but also wonderful and encouraging things. The most of which for me was it, it really showed a dividing between the bold and the weak. Mm -hmm. And it showed and exposed so many people that were, um, 
you know, nominal believers um, that were incredibly fearful that as long as, you know, the world was as civilized as they wanted it to be, as long as they were as prosperous as they wanted it to be and all of that sort of stuff, they were okay and they did their thing and all of that. But as soon as you started to have some, some hardship mm-hmm. and some, you know, uh, tyrannical and authoritarian rule and all of those sort of things and you had to stand up and push back, a lot of people chose not to. Right. Well, what happened for, for me and my family and friends is we got really close to some amazing people because you, you found out like almost overnight who was who on your, your team. Are. Yeah. 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 And that, and that was mm-hmm. wonderful. And that, I mean, that's how we became friends. Yep. That's, you mm-hmm. know, that's how all of these new relationships started and we all kind of came together circling back to uh, homeschooling. You know, we've homeschooled our, uh, three daughters, um, gosh, I guess 15 plus years now. And, uh, and I was telling people, I got to minister to folks too, that, that, you know, I said, oh yeah, we've been homeschooling before. It was cool or mandated. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was always my life. I've never been anyone who's chosen. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. but you know, some of those things gave us all opportunities, right. Mm -hmm. To minister to people and say, okay, here's what I've been learning here, you know, and, and having people, you know, I also love to host and have people Mm -hmm. over to our house Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and spend Mm -hmm. time, you know, getting to know folks and, and that is ministry. So yeah. Using you know, what you yeah. have, I think sometimes we make it complicated. You know, yeah. using God says just use what's in your hands, yeah. and I will multiply it, and mm-hmm. that is truly what has happened. Can I, um, you know, this is an organic conversation. Can I ask you uh, to go back a little bit? You were talking about ministering to people in your uh, beauty practice, mm-hmm. and and I imagine I'm I'm uh, burdened right now, uh, particularly because I, I read this thing on a. Um, uh, a girl who uh, became trans and then detransitioned, and she mm. she uh, uh, posted this morning a very long kind of Twitter um, link to a, to a Substack where you know she she wrote out kind of that entire journey, and young women and women as they age because of beauty standards and because of some of the things that are going on now are are so incredibly burdened and I think those young girls that are getting burdened about their looks mm-hmm. are you know chasing after you know something right and then now we have this sort of you know evil cabal of folks that are saying oh come on over to this um you know, world of trans, and you're you're going to be accepted over here, and this mm-hmm. will bring you joy and all. That. So, um, uh, uh, not going too far afield, but but tell me a little bit of, about that world and what you're experiencing and ministering to some of those gals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, really, um, you know, the whole gamut of you've got a teenager with acne who's insecure and struggling. Right. You've got an older woman who feels bad spending money on herself while his, her husband's on his third golf trip of the year. Right. Or, you know, she's feeling insecure. And there's so much insecurity, and I know Lindsay can probably really relate because we both come from that world. There's so much insecurity in the world. And there's so much insecurity when it comes to, because the outside is like, if you can get that all dialed in, you're secure, which is so wrong. Right. Because I know a lot of really good-looking people that if that they're they're insecure because again identity is, is in Christ our security yeah. is in Christ our confidence is that we're chosen by Christ yeah, and so until that comes from Christ there's always going to be this neediness right so speaking into that how perfect when when someone's insecure and 
they really spill the beans. I mean, you're kind of like a bartender with Botox instead. You know, it's yeah. like they really spill it. Like, this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm seeing. And 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 you're touching them and they're bleeding and it hurt. I mean, it's a very intimate situation. Yeah, no, it's a different kind of therapy. It's a totally different thing. And, and what happens is you're talking people off a ledge and they have to trust you. And so, again, I didn't see it, you know, like Monday morning quarterback. I see what God was doing. Yeah. creating this intimacy and this compassion for people and this intimacy where they trust you and where you're really hearing the, their heart and how much it hurts and how much their life hurts. And these are women that have money and status. I call, you know, I always say people judge me as a blonde Scottsdaleian and, you know, and, and truly I have a huge history, whatever. But they think that that's going to fix everything. And they look a certain way. if they Everything look a certain look, if way, I look perfect. Fine. Yeah, it, um, and and part of just the like men I with ask, money. Like if I have enough money, it's all good, right? Yeah. All my problems are solved. Yeah, uh, yeah and part part of the reason I ask because I'm a you know dad to daughters. So that's all I make, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm 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 loving it. I'm having a wonderful time. My girls are amazing, and you know now they're 18, 17, and 13. And my you know my middle daughter, and if she hears this, she she won't she she'll be okay. She she knows because I, I say these things, but. But for a little while there, she thought she was the ugliest person on the planet. I and my, think every girl does. And, and, yeah. my da- and my daughters are. I felt all, that way yesterday. All three, <laughs> all three amazing, amazingly gorgeous, yeah, right? And and yeah. so so I always um, you know want to get to you know understand that and know how to minister to them myself in that because yeah. you know of course that's not true. Well, they but. live. They're raised in a culture where they are expected, <clears throat> or they were at one point expected to look like. The TV actresses, the models on the cover of every magazine. Yeah. These poor girls, your poor girls, are probably so confused because at least our age, I mean, I'm quite a bit younger than Brandy, but <laughs> our age is We talk about that a lot. We um, we grew up and there was a there was a, um, a goal, right? Oh, you, you want your hair to look a certain way. You wear this kind of makeup. You dress this way. You wear high heels. You're feminine. Okay, that's the goal is to look like... Barbie or the Sports Illustrated or whoever it is, your go- your daughters were told that a little bit of their life, and now they're now they're being told, well, if you don't look like that, if you don't reach the standard, you could just be a dude instead, and you'll be well accepted yeah. there. Or no, 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 everyone needs to love you, no matter what size you are, no matter how unhealthy you are, no matter what color you want to color your hair. And yes, Jesus loves everyone, and we love everyone, but there is nothing wrong with having standards. Yeah. And it's like now now you're being told. If you're too feminine, you know, we get harassed all the time by the cancel culture about the way we look. And it's like, wait, so it's not okay for us to want to look good. It's more respectable. I think my husband to not appreciates give a, to it. not care at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not and that's here, the right I'm attitude there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and not only that, when you think about young women and what they're dealing with, they're dealing with filters. And, yeah. you know, that used to just be in vogue where someone could longagate your neck and take yeah. two inches off here and make your nose look better. And now everyone has it in their, in their hand. And so there isn't even a, re, a the perception on the phones is not reality. And the fact that we could go home as kids, there was one phone in the kitchen, okay, mm-hmm. literally. Oh, too. Yeah. And all the conversations were, you know, after five o'clock, it was done. You could shut it off. Yeah. These kids can't shut it off. And then now what I find and your church did a great job of teaching me with David Barton here. Yeah. Was that our territories in our house. And when we're so consumed with these devices and we want to save the world, but our children are being indoctrinated seven hours a day and then sitting at our dinner table while we have our phone in our hands wanting to change the world, 
and we're still not having a conversation with our children because these little devices are now God, that's the biggest problem of all. It's like this is your territory, your table, your children, their bedtime story, the drive in the car. That is your divine territory. Don't give it away to this. TikTok should not be telling your daughters that their identity is in the way they look based on whatever filter of the day. Well, you're teaching your daughters. Christ says who you are. Thankfully, because I could only imagine if we were living in that world. In our house, you know, my girls up until this last year all shared one phone intentionally. Yes. Mm-hmm. They right. had no, they have no, still no Instagram, no TikTok, Woo! none yeah, of that. Yeah, Dad, go. Um, oh, yeah, nothing. and and what's gr- what's great is this isn't something that we've had to enforce. Um, you know, at, at any kind of level of you know tyrannical rule. <laughs> um, this has been something that they've adopted kind of with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, as a result, you know, I think they're far better off. Um, but I can only imagine if the natural state of my girls was to be like, oh, you know, I don't like the way this looks or that looks, if they are living on Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. and they've got all of that and the filters and everything, I, I can only imagine, you know, what that would do to them if that's sort of the na- natural state of a, you know, girl going through adolescence to, you know, be unhappy with things. It is. Yeah. There are girls, I've been watching videos on Instagram of girls who have showcased what the filter will and will not do. Uh They will take photos not wearing any makeup, no fake lashes, hair not done, and they'll do a filter that immediately puts makeup on her, her hair is done, and an outfit. Like, they they don't really look like that at all. And these girls all over the social media are idolizing these women as if they are the supermodels of today. It doesn't even matter. they're, They're nobody in a sense of... You just look beautiful in your photos, and now I'm now I'm idolizing you and worship you. I want to look like you. Well, all that was was a the, the tap of a filter. Anyone can look any way they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, well, thank you for letting me take that in a different direction. Yeah. I just, you know what? You know, as I a think... dad of three girls, I'm from three girls. I'm the oldest of three girls, awesome. and I have two daughters. And my husband and I can see you doing a beautiful job by being a man who loves them the way they are and who's present and who's present and who sees them and just, you know, again, taking them, making sure they're in a, the right church, making sure they're putting the right things in their ears, making sure they're seeing the right things on whatever, you know, I always say there's access to, you know, anything in their ears, anything, in their eyes, all the things touching them. It's like as a dad, just, just being present and guarding them and praying over them, you know, because mm-hmm. we obviously can't control all aspects. We're not supposed to, but just knowing God loves them, God has a good plan, trusting him, and doing what we can to safeguard their little spirits from, I believe, the filters, mm-hmm. the insta- all the, th- you know, the little apple with the bite on it is a demonic agenda to, to, to make them feel bad. Well, and I love yeah. that you clarified, you didn't lay down the law and say these aren't allowed. That's, I compare that to exactly what the government's doing to us. You educated them. As, as a godly man, this is my opinion of these things. This is the... The risk that you take as my daughters by allowing yourself to be on these platforms and it opens them up to all kinds of sins and attacks and harassment and discouragement and all kinds of things. Here's the educated information I have. As your father, you make the decision and they were educated enough to say, I don't need that in my life and thank you for advising me. Same thing with all of these government lockdowns is like we can educate ourselves and we can make our own free will to choose what is and isn't best for us. And the fact that you're not they'll never learn if you say you're not allowed to have TikTok. How dare you not in my house? Well, as soon as they move out, they're going to go, I'm going to go get TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Daddy wouldn't let me have TikTok. I wasn't allowed to watch MTV, you know? 
you're training them up to make these decisions as adults, which is going to lead to a lifetime of good decisions as opposed to, I was told I can't have this. Now I'm going to test it out because I want to rebel and yeah. you don't yeah. teach them anything long term. Um, I'll probably say this, uh, you know, every episode we do on this uh, show, but one of the most important things I think we can do with our kids is teach them why we believe what mm-hmm. we believe, right? And mm-hmm. so those conversations around the dinner table need to be around, like, what, what are the thought process behind, you know, how we show up in the world, what our belief systems are, and things like that. I think too often, and Christians are, are super guilty of this too, just assume that because we all go to church together, whatever, you know, uh, or because of the way you believe things, they're just absorbing it. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking them through the thought process for like, okay, here's, you know, here's why we're doing what we're doing. Here's why we're not into Instagram and mm-hmm. TikTok yeah. and, you yeah. know, having you, you know, be dominated by those things all the time. Yeah, for know? me, it's like, here's actual why mommy doesn't wear a mask. Here's why you know? you're not wearing a mask. Here's why our family will never wear masks. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. actual Common leadership. Sense. Again, you know, lead your child in the way they should go. And when they are older, they will not depart. The word is lead. Yeah. Lead. Not yeah. just hope let it. hope they're watching. Fall, yeah. Fall well, and two, two things that I find interesting about that verse is, number one, um, you know, they it talks about um, when they are old, they will not depart, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so so I have prepared, and Michelle and I have always joked about this, my, my wife, um, that uh, maybe one of them is going to go sideways for a little <laughs> while. You know, maybe all three yeah, of them right. will. But, you know, if you're, if you're doing, you know, what you can before God, I do believe that the story isn't always written mm-hmm. on them, right? So you have some of these kids that really have tough times through their teenage years, you know, but if you are doing what you need to, then, you know, oftentimes they come back around. And I've witnessed that. Yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> I right. am 100%. We've all had a moment or two or ten. My yeah. parents right? raised me conservative, Christian. I had it all deep-seated. Yeah. And in my 20s, I said, uh, no, I think I'm going to try these other things. Yeah. And did that for a while, and God said, nope, you're back, and you're back. And even he used those lessons to make me even a stronger believer and, and more strongly convicted and it's all because there was a foundation there by my parents. Yeah, so. and and I and I firmly believe that. And so that that you know gives me hope. That gives my wife hope. Mm-hmm. That you know, and, and you can almost sort of you know set okay, hey, maybe they're going to go a little weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're going to have some real Just tough times. Praying. Maybe we're going to have some times that we're yeah. going to be like on our knees, you know, mm-hmm. stressed out, and and yeah. you know, and, and thankfully, I mean, my girls are doing amazing. Um, but but yeah, you you don't always know. The other thing that I found about that verse is lead them up, uh, lead them in the way that they should go. Mm, um, and good. a lot of parents, what they do is, oh, I want them to be a little version of me mm-hmm. instead of really puzzling out, you know, who is this beautiful, unique mm-hmm. personality that God put in front of me, right. and how do I figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are, and how do I guide them down their own path? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, like they're not it, an appendage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. their own person. And I and I learned that by witnessing people who did the opposite who tried to create a little mini me and know and then would you know impart upon them well my son and they and it would you know was this kind of a person i'd be like no that's the kind of person you want to be mm-hmm. you know and to be. yeah well, that, yeah that again goes back to identity is if your identity is in who your children become becoming who you are i you know like it all rests on them as an extension of you and what they do is your identity mm-hmm. i think that's a whole nother problem we're having identity crisis is yeah. that yeah parents are putting their kids in a million billion things they can show off the sports the university my kid goes here and my kid goes yeah and to me it's all check marks and kudos for them with their friends and i think why in the world would you send your child to a place that would indoctrinate them so that you could tell your friends how 
cool you are. How special yeah. your kid I, 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 is. You know, yeah. again, that goes back to identity. Yeah, right? it becomes about the parent's ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for letting us run down that rabbit hole. <laughs> what, what's next <laughs> on the rabbit hole? I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. that. Yeah, right? I appreciate yeah. that. Well, thank now you. Now we're the authority on raising daughters, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, hey, you know what? Yeah, hey, listen, on. everybody I, has wisdom. I've got one five-year-old, and she's... You know what? I have a 25 and a 21-year-old daughter. So right yeah. now I'm at this, like... Yay, I did it. So far, so good. So far, so so good. good. Yeah. But they're raised. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. But but hey, I want to talk about a couple of things. I know you guys have uh, an amazing show that we need to talk about. And also you have a book coming out. So what what do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about Okay, she's she's so gracious. Look at that. Or ministry. She ministers. No, that's because I'm the old one and we always talk that's I'm just Oh, she's letting I'm, she's age before beauty. I'm trying to figure out how I'm supposed to be offended right now. There's a way for me to be insulted. Hold on. <laughs> you just said it. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> she's like, I really just needed a drink of water. Go. Um, don't make this a thing. Yeah. So I have a book that came out. Um, it's called Targeted, One Mom's Fight for Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. And don't judge it by the title. Uh, I thought I would be writing it and writing about the story of defying the state of Oregon and Governor Kate Brown and that whole fight. But, you know, God called me to write the book very, very distinctly. I sat down at my laptop with my fingers and wrote this whole thing, cover to back. And um, going back to those years where I maybe wasn't the best Christian, I have so many stories maybe. that, yeah, very, very likely not bit. the best Christian. <laughs> I, uh, those are very um, embarrassing, not lovely stories that I would rather not tell the public. And when I sat down to write about how I believe God prepared me to be, you know, the salon owner that's fighting the state of Oregon, I had to address those stories because I wanted to show my readers that I got this strength from Christ. I just didn't know I had it and I didn't know what, how he was going to use it or why he was going to use it. But how do I tell that story without also telling you about this, pr- this prior event that occurred in my life that I allowed by being, you know, dishonest to God and going off the, the path that he wanted that emboldened me to be this person. So it ended up being my testimony. It ended up being 300 pages of here's how I was raised, here's what I had to endure, and that's how I was prepared to be, like Esther, you know, the person that I am in such a time as this. And mm-hmm. Madison Cawthorn preached on that. And when we came here last time to visit you guys, we sat there and we held hands and prayed for God to download what he wanted us to hear and it was that message from Madison Cawthorn of being who we are in a time like this. And it's hard to be conservative and, and a woman and yeah. a conservative woman. And to oh, speak you're the out. worst. We are. We're, yeah. I mean, we're. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. We, we love it. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, the book is, is just my testimony. And it's um, I think that's why God called me to write. It was not to you know be a bazillionaire on book sales, but to get an inspiring and encouraging story out there about how God can use those things in your life that maybe you're embarrassed by or you're ashamed of or you wish hadn't happened and why did they? There is a purpose, whether you're seeing it or you will see it eventually. So it's Awesome. What's the best way to get your book? You can buy my book on patriotbarbie.com. All right, right on. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to lower the price soon, so (laughs) (laughs) check that out. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a show on uh, Patriot 960 Radio that we just got funded to go syndicated. Yeah. So we're excited. So wherever you are, check it 
See if you can find it. Check your local uh, listings. Check your local listings. So she. <laughs> now that was news from today, right? That was, so you can't. Yeah, that was like yesterday. That's yesterday. That was today on the drive up here. We were talking to our producer, and he was okay. like, "We're gonna go. We're gonna go more markets. We're gonna go hard. You guys are gonna be nationally syndicated." Ah, on so the way up here. You know, she's so right. The concept is, you know, she's this kind of rough, tattooed, locked down to fire. Ah. You know, crushing it with the guns, and and I'm. I'm a little rascally too, you know. I'm a little edgy. What'd you call uh, yourself, the Scottsdale what? What did you say? Scottsdalian. Oh, yeah. Scottsdalian. But, um, yeah. You know, <laughs> ministry in this gap space between church and the world, right? So we come together, and the concept of this show is really to bring on amazing guests who have a story, something that can educate with purpose and conviction and fun, because we like to laugh. We're we're kind of goofy too, and also not to fans. not just to bash and say. The world is the world sucks. I mean, we all kind of know that right now, but you can hear that everywhere. Yeah. And we don't want people leaving, going, "Ugh, gosh, that was you know." More bad I never want you know. I mean, we already feel like the David and Goliath. Like, what what can we do? We already feel helpless. So to be able to walk away with something that we can give you value, that you can take away something and go, "Oh, you know what? I know how to pick a better doctor for my child. I know how to buy better groceries. I know how. I mean." I know I have these women putting some steel in my spine to go home and be an honoring wife and, and to value traditional family mm-hmm. and to champion strong men and to tuck our kids at n- in at night and lay our hands on them because it's important. It's our territory and there are babies and this is our home. And so all of that with some fun and some, you know, fire. And everything you're saying is how a lot of moms, wives, women, men feel they just feel alone. They feel like if I speak out, I'm going to be canceled. I'm going to be harassed. I'm going to be attacked. I'm going to be alienated by my family and friends. This is something you can come listen. Be more aware of what's happening in the conservative culture. Hear what things you need to be addressing now so that they don't, they don't become a bigger problem with your family. But then laugh about it and go home with information on, on a call to action. How can I How can I help in this movement? How can I be more aware in this area? How can... I spread this information into my social group so that we're all aware. There's so much information out there. You could listen to Charlie Fake Kirk news. all day long and still not know everything. Yeah. And it's like, as moms and wives and c- Christians and conservatives, there are certain things that are really, truly waging a war on our kids. And we've got to tackle those now, 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 because the kids are the future. So if we solve the problem today, in 10 years, that didn't solve the problem for my kids who are going to be teenagers. We need to be raising kids now that are just as strong, just as convicted about their beliefs, and just as willing to stand up and speak out about their beliefs. And by doing that, we hope to embolden and empower all the other conservatives, all the other patriots, all the moms, to be bold and find their identity in Christ and find their place in this world, as Esther did, and find their calling and what it is that they need to be fighting back on, fighting for, or standing up for. Mm-hmm. Right? You're so right. She's such a good name of a show. She's so right. And you know what, too? And and, and the fact that we both have long marriages. She's been married 10 years. I've been married almost, well, 24 years. And um, to, I I feel like men, you know, especially through what I saw in the motivational movement, the women's empowerment movement, and I think the deconstruction of not just the Constitution, but of the family and of the Ten Commandments and of the man, um, is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. We champion and strong I, men. 
love the divine order that God put in place. I love that when a man is operating in his divine gift and being the leader and being the head of the house and putting God first, a woman naturally, we are designed to come under that. We are designed. It is like our nature. I think it says in Genesis, your curse will be unto a man. Our desire is to be under a man. And so, and some women will try to defy that as feminists and say, that's horrible. God did literally, we are designed that way. And so for our men to be leaders is a beautiful, beautiful thing because the closer he is to God, the better it is for me. The more you can so, trust his leading and the I family. love it. Yeah. I love it. It really takes the yeah. pressure off and there's so much beauty in it. There's so much beauty in God's design. And I just, well, I, I love it. that we we are so committed to amplifying the beauty of God's design. Well, that's awesome. Well, the real pandemic is a pandemic of weak men. Thank you. It is. Yes, it absolutely it is. is. And guess what? We attended a COVID summit. I hate to even say it. I don't want to get you censored. We attended a COVID summit where we heard from three doctors who did research, double-blind tests, research. One of them was from Brazil. He tested 3,000 um, COVID-positive patients. He treated them all with something. No one was placebo. He treated them all in some way, not the jab. All 3,000 survived. Only four were even hospitalized. His the his ones with paper, ivermectin. Yeah, no, the ivermectin. But they all survived. He didn't lose a single patient. Mm-hmm. But the and ivermectin was the one he said that wasn't that. It was like a part of the ones that all survived. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he used ivermectin, so we all know that that works now. Um, but he well, actually according to said, a couple of studies that uh, came studies. out uh, recently that are very credible, including the Japanese study and others. Um, you know, we we do we did suspect it. We mm-hmm. did see direct evidence, mm-hmm. but you know. Um, uh, Bryce, can you think, can you imagine, he's a Brazilian top doctor who's being threatened with his license. They, another, unpu- another, they unpublished his research. They unpublished yeah. it. They're, they're trying, trying to, to poke holes. His, yeah. Same with the top doc in Hawaii. But can you imagine, this This drug is a dollar in Brazil. It's $250 right now for you to get that for your child if they have COVID here. And I guess mean, it is who wrong. is more likely to experience severe COVID symptoms? He found this out in his testing. Oof. Men and men with extra testosterone. Extra testosterone. Uh-huh. And testosterone, women, no, it's just testosterone. And, it attacks testosterone. who are taking, oh, uh, what is it, steroid-enhancing drugs? So testosterone. testosterone. So the, the virus that was created in this lab has a little red beaker out for manly men. Ooh, that's interesting well, because, women. you know, we have we have um, the early andropause effect going on in our culture now where um, a lot of, like, young men in their 30s um, have the average testosterone of men in their 80s now from previous generations. What is that from? Is that, I mean, um, is this the drinking of soy lattes? Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Does the soy boy term actually so, means something? Does it really mean soy up. boy? Yeah. So I am not a doctor. I, I'm not the science. I just play well, I, well I, I identify as one just yeah. so I don't have to wear masks. Yeah, yeah. There, there you I go. identify um, as a, one that went to school longer than her. But, but I'll give you from the from the biohacker community and all, all the right. you know uh, people that I, I like to follow. Juicy. I think it's a combination of a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, we do have a lot of toxins in our environment, and I don't you know, and I don't mean in like the you know weirdo people you know they're like oh I gotta get rid of my toxins. Mm. Um, no, but in the sense chemicals. that we do have plastics, BPAs and things like that are that are consistently showing up in our systems that were introduced around the time that we're starting to see this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we no longer labor and work at the mm-hmm. same rates and mm-hmm. testosterone I mean, increases. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> a sedentary lifestyles, right? We're no longer, you know, uh, physically humping dirt with a shovel, you know, some right. of those sort of things. You know, most of our young men are not doing physical activity like that. And, mm-hmm. and testosterone re- responds to hormesis, right? Okay. You push against the little something, you know, it, it responds with that. Um, I think the feminization of our culture, you know, has a depressing effect on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some evidence for that. So I think you start to look at a whole bunch storm. of these things. We eat poorly, um, you know, yes, soy lattes or you know, whatever. There's hormones too um, and there, all the food. There, and... there are a tremendous amount of hormones in our meat because mm-hmm. people are eating, you know, uh, foods that have been treated with hormones or mm-hmm. um, are deplete from real nutrition. And so I think all of that is combined to drive down testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's a lot of what you're seeing today. Mm-hmm. Well, is now some COVID of these men is hurting now covid's making it worse yeah well yeah it's, it's wiping out the high well, t- well think about it yeah. so i knew two men in particularly that lost about 10 pounds of muscle when they got covid yeah that and so That's- we found out from these top docs that it 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 attacks men with more than yeah. women yep well, I have like, no idea because I haven't looked at any of that. Um, We've requested the slides. Yeah, I want we the get slides. Yeah, I would, I'll love, send I would them love to, to look know, into it. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're barely scratching the surface, but yeah. It, it was amazing. Yeah, because that's a that's a fascinating thought. It was depressing yeah. because there was about a hundred people sitting in this church, and I thought this should be global news. Right. And they won't let it get out. Mm-mm. That yeah. tells you so much. Yeah. It's it's so wrong. Well, I mean, everybody's self censoring. Not everybody. I mean, yeah, I know you guys aren't. I know we aren't. But you know, a lot of the world is self censoring because you know they're afraid of actually having open discussions even even theoretical like hey could it be this could it be that i mean that's what we used to do is ask questions oh i wonder if and you'd you know sit and ponder and then you'd have you know people much smarter than i am go and actually you know do that kind of research and and figure it out mm-hmm. one one doctor there that's all he did was ask a question about the treatment of of covid between the vax and ivermectin and i just have a question about why are we not pursuing this why are we closing the door and closing off potential options um, they, she, he said that in front of everyone, they called him a quack and they started an investigation into his file just for asking a question. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's going back to, you know, um, I, it's Dennis Prager that says the um, bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. And what they have done with licensing and regulation, you know, we've, we've become a dictatorship of, you know, regulatory agencies and bodies. And so, you know, that's what they do. If you uh, question a narrative, and, you know, again, it was going all the way back to, um, you know, scientists, um, you know, um, 1500 years ago starting mm-hmm. to explore things and you know being shut down by the people of the day saying yeah. oh no the you know uh, earth is the center of the universe <laughs> yeah. or you know no the earth is flat oh, you know, although there's still people that think that yeah. um but you know it goes it, so this is a you know pattern throughout history you know if you if you um push back against you know any kind of known narrative of the day or you ask too many questions mm-hmm. they they try to shut you down Troublemakers. Yeah. This whole whole episode isn't going to air now. (laughs) It was a great chat, guys. Well, we're not putting it on YouTube. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're trying to put this stuff on free platforms. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Is there yeah. anything uh, else be before we? Uh, oh, you, you know, know what? We're actually we're hosting a rally oh, for yeah. Carrie Lake in Arizona. Oh, awesome! March fifth. 
It's going to be a good are, time. Tickets are free tickets with are, any donation. Yeah, five bucks. Five, but five dollar donation. It's a rodeo. You guys aren't that far if you're in California. Mike Lindell will be there. Yes, he's my hero. One of Lindsay's <laughs> heroes, besides Jesus. Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, we're also kind of like Lindsay calls it, boots on the ground. You know, activated in the mm-hmm. community and not just sitting behind keyboards, but I'm um, trying to put our, you know, you know, not just talking about it, but doing it. Mm-hmm. So helping certain candidates that we feel will do a good job and hold the line and get us back to something a little, I hate, I hate saying it normal, you normal, know, quote, new, quote. Yeah, back to but normal. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting time for us, exciting time for the show. And I, I actually believe we should all be expecting the goodness of God, no matter what's happening in the world. And that keep joy, tons of joy, tons of hope. Because if we don't have something different than the world, why will they want what we have? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's yeah. easy. We just stay connected to him. It's, it gets easier. Amen. See, that's beautiful. That's why I start with really ugly news mm-hmm. and terrible things to depress us so we can we end, end on, on uplifting, lovely... encouraging notes. Yes, so, awesome. um, yes. so again, all right, uh, they follow you on your show, See, She's So Right. She's So Right show, yep. yep. It's, um, your book, Targeted. Yep, yep. PatriotBarbie.com. All right. Um, she also has a Lindsey Graham on Instagram. I'm Brandy Barclay with an I-E. And um, so if you go to she's so right show.com, you okay. can find our bios, um, everything that we're doing, subscribe, listen, buy our apparel line, which is launching in a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really a lot great. Of really bold statements. If you want to wear yeah. your message on your, in yep. your grocery store. Yeah. yeah and just yeah. a lot of other cool things. We like to support American businesses. So we're ambassadors for my pillow. We have Patriot food supply where you get Wait, a great discount with us. This is where I'm supposed to say shop at mypillow.com and use code. So right. Yeah. To save up to 66%. percent. I love it. <laughs> You're right? Yeah. We got to start rehearsing that. Yeah. What is it? The <laughs> shameless plugs. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. you got to do it. You got to, right. you got to pay for the code show. Is so right. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you'll take. Yeah, hope you you'll listen. Hope yeah. you'll listen. Yeah. I think we're on to something. Yeah. yeah. And if you do, please re- send us an email and let us know because it's actually really nice to hear when we empower people. We've had we've gotten messages from people in Oregon saying, "I heard your show about you know fighting back for our kids, and this is the this is what I did the next day." And it's like, oh, we are God is changing us, changing lives, using us to change lives. That's the whole point is to empower you guys and to hopefully bring out that fire in you that was you know. Was just dormant for a while. Yeah. Dormant. We got to wake the spirit up and not yes. be doormats for culture. We need our dormant, no more dormancy, you know, the apathy of America. We've been spoiled. Let's, let's face it. We've, we've had it pretty good. And I think a lot of us or a lot of people think it's never going to be bad. It's never going to be as bad as another country. Well, we're getting there. Yeah, it can be. So we have mm-hmm. to, we have to, it can't just be, what are they doing? We are they. Let's, let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could not agree more. Well, listen, it's so fun to have you guys. It's such an encouragement. I'm so excited that you guys are both doing so well and, you you know, you're having so much success. And, you know, thanks for announcing all those new things on here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we'll close the show out. Uh, Again, I'm Bryce Eddy here for Liberty Station. And uh, thank you both for coming in. This was wonderful. Thanks, Bryce. We appreciate you so much. God God bless America. God bless you all.